Yo, 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 it's your boy Sellers Hamilton and Denya Hamilton. And you're listening right now to our very first ever podcast. And what we want to do is, especially being a young married couple, but also feeling like God is giving us the opportunity to share our journey as we learn it and as we live it with you all. We want to do these podcasts every couple weeks to make sure we let you guys know a couple keys about marriage that you don't have to necessarily learn the hard way. So, we want to kick this first topic off with what? Leaving and cleaving. If you don't know, leaving and cleaving is a phrase that you've probably heard, but it actually comes from the Bible. And we hear a lot of people talking about the concept of leaving your family of origin, your parents, your aunts, uncles, everybody that you came from, and cleaving to your spouse. And that that is one of the things that biblically we're instructed to do, but we don't see it so much acted out in culture. And it just seems to be a whole messy situation. So this is something that specifically my wife was talking about why we need to share this. And I'm gonna let her talk a little bit about why she wanted us to speak about this first. I think it's really important for us to grasp the concept of what leaving and cleaving looks like, especially being from my my culture, which is Filipino. So originally in Filipino culture, the whole family is supposed to stick together. A lot of married couples actually move in with the mother-in-laws just because, you know, they believe in a tight-knit family. They want to be involved in every aspect of the couple's marriage, the couple's decisions, and even, of course, the grandchildren's lives as well. And so being that Celis and I are both from different areas outside of New York, I believe that we just got a glimpse of what that really looks like and how that can be really countercultural, especially against my culture. And so like when we're thinking about the concept of leaving and cleaving, not even just specifically to Filipino culture or or anything like that, the whole concept is this is something nobody wants to do. Your parents, your family are the people who took care of you. They're the people who helped you make the biggest and most decisions of your life. They're the people who sacrificed. They put food on your table, money in your bank account, clothes on your back before anybody who says they love you was even in the picture and even able to make a sacrifice for you. So when we talk about this concept of putting those people's opinions, ideas, values to the back, just so now this new person can actually take the role, it ruffles a lot of feathers. I think it's so difficult for people because nobody wants to be that person to tell their parents, hey, I hear you, but I'm actually not going to listen to you on this one. And I want to include that there are also a lot of people like myself who can struggle with people pleasing. And again, that can be a cultural thing. And so for me, it was really difficult to grasp this concept because a lot of my value came from what my family thought about me and what they wanted for me. I mean, even in my culture, it was required of me to be a nurse and also to be Catholic. And being that I was pretty countercultural, it really affected like what my family thought about me, which was very difficult as a struggling people pleaser. Yeah. So for anybody listening to this podcast who struggles with people pleasing, who struggles with being in these positions where they know in their own marriage that they are 
possibly allowing the opinions of their family or their parents to get in the way of the intimacy with their spouse because there's so many opinions being given and you have a hard time telling those family members that have loved you so well for so long no or that I don't have to listen to you this podcast is for you and also for anyone who is not yet in a marriage relationship um, there's hope for you as well because you can eliminate so many future problems if you understand that this whole leaving and cleaving is not just the idea, but that it is actually a command in scripture. Number one, in the goodness of God, he never commands us to do something that we're not able to do. If he did, that would make him cruel. But God in his goodness only commands us to do things that he knows we are able to do. But he commands it because he knows not only that it's best for us, but that he knows that there is a benefit in us doing it, that there is a challenge but he, he knows and sees something that we don't necessarily see. I want to start off with bringing the origin of where this comes from. Genesis chapter 2 verse 24 says, For this reason, this is why a man leaves his father and mother and bonds with his wife and they become one flesh. It basically is coming right after the part where God in the garden is looking for a suitable helper for Adam and he sees that no one is equipped. No one's good enough for him. Like not no animals that Adam named. Nobody is right for Adam. So what he does is he puts Adam in a deep sleep, takes his rib out. And from Adam's rib, he fastens a woman who is his helper, who is his helpmate, who is his suitable partner. And with that, what's so beautiful is that her being able to be from his flesh, making them one person, says a lot about the way that they are to operate. Says that they're supposed to operate in a level of unity that's never before seen. And so this does set the precipice for how marriage is supposed to operate. And we definitely believe that marriage would look completely different if God actually made Eve from her own clump of soil. And so instead, he made woman, he made me, from my husband's body, own body, because God intended us for, to always be like one, to always be one flesh. It says that woman was bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh. Bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh. What's so crazy about this is we get a lot of people who are pursuing marriage because they believe that their partner is going to make them complete. What is very important to notice here is that Adam was very much complete. Adam was already a whole human God made completely complete, full with everything he needed. And I think it's ironic that because God didn't make another complete woman to compliment him, God took from an already complete man something that would make him helped, um, which is beautiful. Like God took from a complete man and made a woman. He didn't make her from her own soil. And I think that's really beautiful. And it says something about their unity and their oneness. Um, another point that we have as we're getting to this whole leaving and cleaving concept in a practical way for you, we want to lay out these biblical truths first. Um, even if we look at what happened in the garden, Adam and Eve were both punished, even though you could debate that Adam's mistake was caused by Eve. You could really sit here and say Eve is the one who made this mistake happen to Adam. But if you notice, God punishes them both, which says a lot about their unity. So when we talk about leaving and cleaving, a lot of people are out here living for their parents and their family members. And I'm going to tell you the crazy harsh truth that a lot of y'all ain't even realize. 
those family members and those parents that you're living for, those people will not be punished for the mistakes you make in your marriage. You will make a mistake in your marriage and your parents ain't got to deal with your mistake, but you out here living for them in your marriage. What's another point, babe, that we have? Mm. So another scripture that we want to bring up is Ephesians 5 and it's verses 28 through 31 but I really want to focus on 28 which says in the same way husbands are to love their wives as their own bodies and he who loves his wife loves himself and um, another point is that if you're hurting your spouse you're really hurting yourself and this goes back to the concept of being one flesh yeah everybody when they get mad at their spouse the tendency is for you to do back to your spouse. Or even if you're in a friendship relationship, you can identify with when someone hurts you, you're very much tempted to hurt them back, either in the same way or just to retaliate. But what we see when he talks about one flesh, meaning that you guys are the same flesh, is that actually when you're hurting your spouse, you're really hurting yourself. And he says that, he says, he who loves his wife loves himself, for no one ever hates his own flesh, but provides and cares for it, just as Christ does for the church, since we are members of his body. This is the Ephesians 5, um, verse 28, 29 passage. Um, what we see here that's so powerful is that the best way you can love yourself, for all you people who naturally think self first, which is all of us, we're selfish people. For those of you who think, what is the best way to take care of me first? I would challenge you that the Bible says, take care of your spouse and you're taking care of yourself. So as we get done with these ground rules, we've got another point that we're going to get into that's going to segue into really what we want to talk about. So there was a scripture that we actually stumbled upon recently, and it's Psalm 45, 10 through 11. And it's a it's about a wedding. And so these are some instructions for the daughter. So for the bride, it says, Listen, daughter, pay attention and consider. Forget your people and your father's house, and the king will desire your beauty. Bow down to him, for he is your Lord. Now, I know a lot of people, especially women, have an issue or just some just rest restricted ideas about the word submission or even Lord, saying, speaking of your husband as your Lord, but... I want you to remember that you are one flesh with your spouse and not your parents. And as we talked about in the beginning, yes, your parents were the ones who provided for you. Your parents were the ones who loved you unconditionally. And now that you're married, that role is pretty much transferred over to your spouse. And so some of the things that some minor points that I want to go through include uh, the dangers of befriending your parents. So parents are a different role than a friend. And we could speak on this in another topic, but your spouse is your best friend. You're supposed to be making decisions together. You talk through things together, everything. And we also want to mention that you should forget your allegiance to your, your family, to your parents too. Um, and then the last point is that the dynamic of your relationship with your family and specifically your parents will definitely change once you're married. A lot, a lot, a lot of people are missing the points that my wife just shared. And what they don't understand is that your parents love you. Your parents care for you so much, in fact, that they will step in the way of anything that seems to be threatening you. 
And because your parents are not in your marriage, what happens a lot of times is we'll have people who haven't fully left and cleaved to their spouse. And so what they do is they, in their effort of knowing that their parents care for them so deeply, they share the things that hurt them. They share their issues and their burdens of their marriage with their parents who because naturally your parents love you and have sacrificed for you and want you to be happy and want you to never go through any hardship or turmoil because your whole life it's been their job to keep you from those things their tendency is not going to change just because you're married now so your parents as you're venting to them saying hey you know such and such is so selfish and such and such does not understand how I feel and living here is so different than living at home and you're doing all this harmless seeming venting to your parents you have to remember that your parents are bent on protecting you and will naturally take your side and while they'll never admit it they care more about their child than about the spouse and so what we see is a lot of parents who actually not intentionally, of course, but end up causing um, basically a stir in the marriage because their advice, which is only centered on you, so it's one-sided advice, is given to you and you're not showing them your spouse's full side because they'll never see it anyway. And they're giving you advice that ultimately is bringing division between you and your spouse. And the last thing that I really want to cover is a lot of people just misunderstand the concept of just families joined together. So when two people come together, man and woman, a lot of people believe that these two families are joining, but it's really this new family that is coming about. So Solis and I are a new family. Yes, like we, but we have his family, uh, my in-laws, and then he has my family. Um, But the truth of the matter is like we are our own family now and any decisions that we make we have the guidance of the lord of course and you know we have the holy spirit and we have each other and and we're not saying that of course we're not we don't have an open ear to our family members because they they obviously have good intentions but at the end of the day this is our marriage and if we're going to make mistakes and I understand that a lot of our parents want to jump in and help us and you know protect us so that we don't make the same mistakes as them but it's it's really just this this new transition that we're in together where we have to learn on our own one thing that's going to help any listener who's listening to this podcast and feeling the weight if you're feeling guilt from knowing that you've allowed your family and your parents to have too much space and too much voice in your marriage, if you're feeling the weight of knowing that this is a step that you must take, defending your spouse and making healthy space and separation between your parents and your marriage, one thing that's gonna help you is understanding that if you do have children, you will feel the same way that your parents feel today. Mm you will feel that your children aren't knowing exactly what's best for them because you're the parent and you will be bent on protecting them and saving them and shielding them from all the hurts this world has to offer. But you will have to let them leave you and cleave to their spouse as well. And if you put yourself in that position of your parents, it's easier to treat them with respect as you're building that separation because you never want to separate from your parents 
And what the Bible talks about when it talks about honoring your parents, we never want to hold fast to one of God's God's laws or rules and abandon something else that he said, because we know that God says everything in order and in balance. So we're not saying for you to disrespect your family. What we are saying is for you to take an honorable approach and in order to protect your marriage, that you have to honorably allow your parents to know that there is a healthy separation and that you are your own family now and that you appreciate any advice, but that you will not necessarily bend to everything that they told you, which they had the license to when they were your parents, now that you're married.